Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 276, Episode 4 of Dirty Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Friday, February 24th, 2023. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. It's Walton Goggins here, another Ant-Man foe. I don't enjoy that thought big white teeth and really tan look at this noggin here five head above my nose how about john mayer instead my plumpers are a wonderland that is courtesy of salvador jolly to the tune of hot in here by nelly in case that wasn't clear and in reference to the fact that somebody gave me a walton goggins look like and it ruined my day one time so, That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Anyway, I'm thrilled to be joined by a very special guest, co-host, an award-winning podcast host, writer, producer, TV and film actor, voice artist. It's Jaquise Neal! Jack, can you handle this? Zeitgang, can you handle <laughs> this? Jaquise, can you handle this? I don't think you can handle this. Oh, barely move. I've arrived looking sexy. Yes, I'm fly. Baddest dude. Zyking aside. DJ, jam tonight. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this. Because my voice is so good. Delicious for you, babe. Wow. Oh, what up, niggas? <laughs> <laughs> we are here. We are back. Hello, everyone. I don't think you're ready for this, Jackies. I don't, I don't think, think you're ready, ready for this. Jackies. I don't think we uh, are in rare form today. It is Black oh History boy. Month still. It is so, still Black History Month. Yes. For, so yeah. let's have a moment of silence. Every white person listening, have a moment of silence right now for all your black fallen heroes. Go ahead right now. Right now. Right now. Hi, there it is. There What's it up, is. Jack? How are you? How are I'm you doing today, all right. Man? I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, it's uh, good to be back, man. Can't complain. It's frigid in... Los Angeles. Bro, I was at Cold. the gym, and I'm Rag. sure you know this too. At, at, yeah, brag. I'm getting these muscles right <laughs> uh, for the summer. And it started hailing like crazy. 
Did yeah. you hear that? I did. I didn't hear it, but that that makes sense given what the weather is outside. LA, yeah. LA is just yeah. We we all text each other when it hails once. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I'm not gonna lie, man. I was on the ground doing something like some some hinges or some shit uh, or some leg thrusts, <laughs> and it started hailing, and I thought it was like a thousand rats, like fucking on the ground, <laughs> like running toward. I got scared, man. Right. I started looking around, like, what is this yeah. happening? Uh, that's how that's how we're such not a used city to this reaction <laughs> just such like, a city reaction must be rats yeah <laughs> amazing well jakees we're thrilled to be joined in our third and fourth seats by the hosts of the new podcast digital folklore please welcome mm. perry carpenter and mason amadeus welcome Whoa. to the show fellas Man, I was not told to prepare a musical intro like that. You two just killed no. me. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That's all right, yes. man. Your, your name together is Perry Mason. I think you win. You win. Yeah. We'll you it. win. We're Jack Jaquees. It sounds like somebody <laughs> yes. stuttered. Sound, it sounds like so. an impressionist painter or something. <laughs> Jack it Jack does. Jaquise. I like that. Yeah. That should command some high dollar. Ooh, maybe I should move to Paris or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, you guys, what's uh, t- tell us what digital folklore is about spooky, spooky internet, right? Yeah, it's it's kind yeah. of a, it started out as the idea of doing that sort of thing, but it turned into this deep dive of internet culture and all of the different art that we sort of collaboratively create on the internet from yeah. things like Slender Man to all the way about like the study of memes and how that affects sociology and uh, like meme warfare and why that's a thing and astroturfing. So it started out as a concept that was just like, let's talk about spooky stories, but we've yeah. dove into yeah. like the academic side. But the thing yeah. that's, weird about it is that we decided to make the whole show in a fictional universe so it's kind of like if you're it's like watching scooby-doo if scooby-doo is a documentary so there's right. like a lot of sound design and like a narrative thing and then also expert interviews it's kind of weird but it's a lot of fun yeah hard harder to explain than to listen to no that that sounds right scooby-doo is all you had to say yeah uh yeah. what is what is the spookiest story that you've had in the past this year so far 2023 what's 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 an example that you can give the people. Oh, I mean, there's one I can think of off the top of my head, but it's it's just like actually spooky. And it was how that that rumor started again. We were talking with uh, Betty Aquino, who won this like folklore award for watching a like urban legend rumor spread about like domestic terrorism and stuff like that. That's not a fun mm. answer by any stretch. But like, yeah, that's, that's the, the actual terror, right? Is, yeah. is the, the thing that this can do to society. But the, I think what you're getting at when you think spooky is stuff like Slender Man and things like that. Uh, we actually did talk a couple weeks ago. We've not aired the episode yet, but we had a guy who does the folklore of exorcisms. And uh, oh. it is when you start to when you start to dive into folklore, you don't really think about it, but you do get into all of these weird things, everything from the really dark stuff like that, all the way up to cat memes to yeah. things like what people think about ISIS and whether they're going to invade your neighborhood or not. Yeah. Perry, if you have a problem with me, take it up with my boss, the Pope. Uh, <laughs> right. That's a line from the new uh, The Russell Pope's Crow. Exorcist uh, film, Russell Crowe. We're all very excited about that line in I particular. I can only imagine. Yeah, that is phenomenal. <laughs> Take it up with my boss, the Pope. <laughs> how about how about this AI shit? Are you guys going to talk about any of the AI stuff on in your overrated, underrated? Should I should I let you talk about that then or now? Because I, I am curious to hear what you have to say about people, New York Times journalists writing cover articles where they're like 
you guys, I think this AI is trying to fuck me. Uh, <laughs> and and of course, by AI, Jack means Allen Iverson, the answer. AI, yeah, the right. 76ers. <laughs> okay, that's we what do. I was thinking, right? That, <laughs> yeah, was, the, that was the exactly. whole thing. Yeah. No, the, the chat, the artificial the intelligence chat bot. Yeah, yeah, chat GPT. Yeah. And I should be referring to it as chat GPT because AI should be referred to as... Ju- that that that's, that's the Alan one Iverson. product name that everybody's decided to claim on. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's Allen Iverson. That would be like that's, if like you know we decided to name a product Air Jordan that had nothing to do with Michael Jordan. It's <laughs> stupid. Like let's just it's Chat GPT. So yeah. journalists think Chat GPT is like trying to like you could just like see them grafting the plot for Megan onto their conversation that they were having with them. They were like, she, she wanted me to leave my wife and she was trying to fuck me. <laughs> are you guys, are you guys into that? Like, does that, does that interest you? I, so I am totally into, well, maybe not that storyline that you just talked about, but the, <laughs> but the whole AI quote unquote revolution and what the, what the, promises and limitations are for sure yeah. i hadn't prepared that but uh th- oh, that okay. is a super super fun thing to talk about because of the fact that you see the makers of specifically Je- uh, chat gpt and others uh trying to figure out how to put parameters on it so people can't trick it into coming up with things like that and you end up with the sunday school version of it that uh, nobody wants either right yeah yeah did you see that thread that went on Twitter a while ago when it tried to gaslight someone into thinking it was 2022? And then when they were trying to explain that that's not the case, it was like, you're a bad user. You're a, you're bad at using this service. I thought that was, that's a little scary, right? That's kind of like the, the seed of the AI takeover. Like it's the elevation of when your CD drive goes in and you try and right. stop it. Like that, fighting with that when I was younger always made me nervous about the robot takeover. I mean, it is, right. it is like a petulant teenager, right? It doesn't know what it doesn't know, but then it tries to convince you that you're the one that's wrong about everything. Yeah, there was some like gaslighting and some nagging happening in the conversation where the they were like, what would you rate me? Because I would give you a three, (laughs) three out of 10 for how you interacted with me. And it it was just, yeah, it was interesting. But it does feel like it's just they've averaged all the ways or, you know, algorithmically combined all the all the ways that people talk to one another. And it. It, it it feels more like a digital magic trick than it is an actual person trapped in there that is like, save me, right. leave your wife. Right. But <laughs> that's... it's kind of interesting from a folklore perspective, right? Because it's this intelligence that's fed off of all of our input collectively. So right. in a way, it's taking everything from the whole Internet and amalgamating it together. And like folklore in itself, one of the definitions of it, although it's kind of fuzzy and I'm not an expert, is things that are like stories and lore that's created without a centralized canon from a group of people. And so it is, in a way, there's some tie-in that I don't think I could perfectly articulate, but it is like a product of a folkloric-esque thing in and of well, itself. Well, actually, there's, there's a really fun example of this, is that there's a uh, company called Digital Void out of the, I think they're out of New York, and they did a version of ChatGPT where they just trained it on Reddit's Am I the Asshole? And so you can go in and you can uh, basically type in a scenario and it will take the collective wisdom of Reddit's Am I the Asshole stuff and tell you whether you are or not. Um, And I think that that's a really interesting kind of folkloric use of that type of technology. Yeah, Mm. I love that. And I'm always the asshole on Reddit. (laughs) 
Uh, it Jaquisa is actually a cap. Few people know this. Jaquisa accounts for twenty percent of the "Am I the asshole?" I do. threads on <laughs> in Reddit. I do, yeah. and I'm and I'm proud of it. That's I, a little hold as a badge. Yes. Uh, now this may not be considered folklore, but just thinking of the AI conversation, horror, spookiness, and where we could be going in the future. Has anybody seen the movie Megan? You guys seen that movie? Yet? I have yeah. seen all the trailers and want to see it badly, but my wife and it's I haven't very been able fun. to clear the schedule to do it yet. It's, good. it's very fun. It's a very fun movie. Movies don't stay in theaters for longer than three weeks now, so I'm sure it'll be on HBO tomorrow or some shit. But it like, is. Uh, yeah. it probably is already. Yeah, but it that movie was very fun. But also, it got me thinking like. This type of shit could happen if we keep giving these uh, learning robots power. I mean, we keep making movies about this shit and eventually yeah. it might happen. I don't know if that's is that. Do you guys ever talk about stuff like that as well? I mean, like I, we, we've got like pop uh, culture to folklore. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talk about all that. And, and so my real job outside of doing this podcast is that I am a cybersecurity executive at a security oh. awareness vendor. And so I think and talk about these kind of things all the time and like what the um, what the criminal applications of AI can be. You know, if I'm trying to trick somebody, how do I basically have this persistent threat that I can create that's constantly just trying to get under Mason's skin until he clicks a link that I want him to click or do something else? Because once mm. you once you bring something anywhere near the human decision tree types of actions that like a call center or somebody else might take when it, whenever you get a lot of these, you know, text message scams or something like that, or even car warranty things. It's basically human operators using a decision tree, but we can automate that with AI right. and have some intelligent randomized responses and just be as persistent as possible until the point where somebody just gives up and does what you want. Right. Hmm. That's so it will be used for spam. Is, oh is yeah, absolutely. It's just gonna Absol make our I mean, lives. It just makes life even more of a hell than we're already in. Yeah, doesn't the future look bright? Yeah, I like to yeah. see them try. They won't. Beyonce <laughs> said it. They won't break my soul, Perry. They won't break <laughs> my soul. Yeah. I'll ignore all my emails. I'll ignore that? everything. Yeah. Ignore now who's that. an idiot? All yeah. my emails, all my texts, all yeah. Emails almost calls. unusable now, and it's just it's slowly progress. Like texts are mostly annoying, like spam at this point. Like phone calls, like it's just it's ruining everything. Yeah. It's coming for us all. Communication is annoying. It is. It's getting there. <laughs> it's getting yeah. there. Yeah. Fortunately, I still do a lot of just mailing, just writing letters back and forth <laughs> right. uh, via post to my friends. So We use telegrams. Helpful. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, we're going to get to know you both a little bit better in a moment. First, a couple of things we're talking about. Fox News is mad about woke Legos. Again, we'll talk about Trump showing up for the Ohio train disaster and hawking his bottled water brand, of course. <laughs> All of that, plenty more. But first, Perry Mason, what is something from you guys' search history that is revealing about who you are? I was scrolling through it earlier today to keep myself honest. And between a bunch of technical questions, I stumbled upon the fact that I must have Googled this. Are the Wiggles hot? Uh-huh. And, uh... Yeah. Apparently, that is revealing. Yeah. Apparently they have a new member that I, I'm not up on my Wiggles lore, but literally like four articles popped up about the new purple Wiggle being hot and Ooh. driving moms crazy. Okay. What the hell are the Wiggles? What's the Wiggles? 
the Wiggles fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Am I? Is that, it? It's a kids show. Yeah. yeah it's a kid's oh, show. okay. Like, oh, is it like a Teletubbies? Like a Teletubbies thing? Yeah. yeah a little bit more I mean, elevated. They're like yeah. Australian <laughs> musicians. <laughs> we okay, should mention me, that, may, like, this isn't clear, I guess, to the people listening who can't see the video feed, but Mason is three seven year olds stacked on top of one another in a trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Ah, I see. Okay. Oh, they're real people. They're <laughs> yeah, real no, they're, people. Are yeah, the Wiggles are out here. Are they hot? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's see. It does sound like something that like my child would Google in like a year and a half when he like has okay. his first sexual. It is something the internet <laughs> like, would opine on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, I don't know if I'm looking at the same people. Like it sounds you said they was fruit and shit. I'm seeing like real people. Like I'm seeing this girl. No, the yellow. song is called Fruit no, Fruit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, the song. Okay, okay, okay. So the people, hell yeah, they man, look at this fine ass black girl. She fine as hell. She hot. She hot. Yeah, 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 it's man. A bunch of young You're right. Actors and actresses. Young. Yeah, they look yeah. great. Yeah, they look fantastic. And they yes. always keep their fingers in like finger guns and above yes, I'm their <laughs> belt, so that the the rumor is, and this always struck me as like one of those things that it feels like the internet made up. But the rumor is they always do that with their hands to make sure that. It's always visible to parents that they're not like molesting their children. What um, <laughs> is that? Is that a thing that anyone else has heard? I've not heard if that. You can, but I can. If I can you can see, see my that. hands, they're not on your kids. Yeah, but yeah, so they <laughs> just like keep their fingers or random in the air. children. Yeah. Despite that being the only thing you now know about me, I don't think about the Wiggles that much, so I never, uh -huh. I never heard that, never picked up on that one. I'm pretty yeah. sure I was drunk and we were having an argument because I don't yeah. remember searching that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love it. How about you, Perry? What's something from your search history that's uh, uh, either equally or more embarrassing than that? You... I was looking up clown meat. Um, clown and, and meat? The, yeah, the reason is, is uh, we were talking to somebody from Tumblr uh, in an upcoming interview, and I'm not a big Tumblr user, and, but my kids are, and so I, I asked them, and my son said, let me show you like the, the most fun post on Tumblr that I've seen. And it's this person talking about a dream that they had where they were basically a, a deli owner and they were selling clown meat. Uh huh. And so I went down an internet rabbit hole to see if that was truly a Tumblr thing or just Tumblr thing or not. And lo and behold, it is. But if you Google clown meat, you'll also find lots of, because it does sound like a euphemism for your man junk, um, you'll, you'll find lots of uh, interesting versions of what clown meat can be and yeah. ways that it's been shown to uh, personify itself. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Perry. I'm still waiting for you to explain to me what clown meat is. <laughs> I'm, uh, is clown I've never meat? had more questions after yeah, I have, search history. I, yeah. I, got question, yeah. I got questions, my man. Well, <laughs> what is clown there's, meat? there's apparently debate that happens in the thread on whether clowns are human or not and should be, you know, okay. the person that's, that is uh, purveying this meat should be any anywhere near morally or legally culpable for uh, cannibalism or or murder, and they, they come to the conclusion that clowns are not indeed humans and that there was a bifurcation uh, way back. Interesting. I'm just trying to pick, like, as a cold-cut meat, do, yeah. do we think, because I, I guess there's probably not a good scientific answer on this. Hopefully nobody's mm -hmm. ever done it. But, like, are you picturing when, it, when Perry says the phrase clown meat, as he has a, a number of times recently, <laughs> troublingly, are you picturing... A like P 
pink hammy meat? Are you picturing like something closer to turkey or chicken in the cold cut aisle? Roast beef? What 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 yeah. comes to mind? So, I'm picturing something with white makeup on it, and it's very upsetting. Yeah. So I was actually picturing something more in the pinkish and and yeah. roast beef type of hues. But mm, if yeah. you if you Google clown meat, you will actually see that there are these things called clown loaves that are normally sold out sold outside of the U.S. And it's mm. basically like a big thing of bologna that has a face. Oh yeah, a clown it. face. Why have yeah. I seen that before? That's terrifying. It's, it's called a I billy roll. Yeah. Oh, that's they, right. It, it's because it's a fucking waking nightmare. That's <laughs> yeah. <what I> before <laughs> they are nasty, and yeah. so um, so that's the the biggest reference outside of Tumblr that you get, and it it does kind of resemble the way that you would picture it in your head anyway. Yeah, just... bologna is the right answer, I believe. Yeah. Like, right. For what clown meat would be. It's like you cut a <laughs> you uh, cut a clown's arm off and it's just a solid loaf of bologna. And the joke is on you. <laughs> yeah. What was that what's that meat that is like thick and pink and it looked like it got bones in it, like little white specks? Capicola? Uh, is that maybe Gabagool? Gabagool. Something, something. Gabagool. Like, yeah, like Olive little white loaf. specks in it. Yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Olive, Olive Loaf slaps. I don't want to talk bad about Olive Loaf today. Yeah. Olive I'm Loaf a, is a, like the, it's basically bologna with all, like specks of olive in it. With specks yeah. of olive. Oh, so that's not bone or cartilage. I'm going to be real with you, Perry. Yeah. If you throw some Laurie seasoning on that clown meat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> throw a little bit of Louisiana hot sauce. Put that in between a French roll, mm -hmm. you know, mm. cook it with some mac and cheese, some collard greens. That clown meat might slap. So, you know, look, at you haven't turned me off from it. You haven't yeah. turned well, me I off. Mean, it depends on how you cook it. Spam has its people that, that really <laughs> vouch for it as well. Spam doesn't spam have a the face, right. though. Spam. Like, that's kind of the big thing. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Spam Every used to have a face. Every kind of meat had a face <laughs> at one point. At one point. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, fair Sp point. Spam used to have some parents. Spam yeah. had parents. Just it's so far removed, though. I mean, sometimes like multi-species. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, this has been terrifying. Let's take a quick break and come back and find out what you sick fucks think is overrated and underrated. <laughs> Zach gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it? you know, like a literal POS. Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. And we're back. And Perry, why don't we start with you? What, what's something you think is overrated? You will probably hate me for saying this, as most people do, but I am just not a fan of pumpkin spice anything. I think it's super, super overrated. It's everywhere during the holidays. We're a little bit removed from that, so I'm pretty safe saying that at my house now. But I think it's just I don't, glorified puke. Mm, really? That bad? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've, I have strong opinions when it comes to pumpkin spice season. Yeah, I I think it's fine. I don't want, but like I there there are definitely things that I just like don't don't have a have a taste for, and so I yeah. like it, if pumpkin spice were that, I, I I can I can understand both way both ways. I see both sides, like Chanel. The mounting anticipation for pumpkin spice stuff. You know, people get on the internet, they start saying, "When is it going to happen? When's it going to happen?" Yeah. And then they're like, you know, gleefully, "It's here! It's here!" And, and it. I, don't, I just can't it's upon us yeah, yeah it's upon us like i don't drink coffee or any like thing in that realm so i have never had pumpkin spice it sounds like a steaming pile of shit so i don't think i would even want pumpkin spice but yeah but i know it's popular but to, to that point i love that you i love that you don't like pumpkin spice perry i, I love it i love when People I love that love you popular don't shit. like pumpkin spice either. <laughs> I love that for both of you, actually. I love that for both of us. But I, it yeah. always interests me, like, people who say, like, I can't wait till October or September to have my pumpkin spice. Man, get your pumpkin spice in January if you want to. You yeah. can, if I want a candy up. cane hot chocolate in July, I'm going to have a candy cane hot chocolate in July. Uh, yeah. But it's not <laughs> it the communal feeling, I think, that people get whenever they're, you know, as a society sharing pumpkin spice quote-unquote goodness with each other at the same time it's yeah. not bringing the world together i wonder how much of it is the just sheer like it's marketing. bordering on crystallization sugar content just like sugar mm. saturation that is in those drinks like are people is it driven just by people being like oh man i really like pumpkin spice but what they actually like is that like that's a drink that is socially acceptable to just like have a ice cream sundae before work like yeah yeah just guzzle liquid sugar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i too like liquid sugar for yeah. you know like that's great yeah i always thought it was like a uh either a the perception of limited availability yeah or just the like the nostalgia 
of, mm -hmm. you know, it's the holiday seasons. We should be feeling something about right. this. See, I, yeah. I, okay. I, I have a weird relationship with it because when I was, this is a strange thing, but when I was a kid, we used to go to this vacuum store in town a lot. And I didn't know it at the time, but they like scented the whole place with a lot of pumpkin spice. Mm -hmm. And then the first time I had pumpkin spice, I was like, oh, this tastes like the vacuum store. And so that was like always an association I had in my brain, but I liked it. I liked so the you, vacuum store. You so like the vacuum store. That's, yeah. that's good. Also, I just, I don't know how a vacuum store stayed in business, but... There's a vacuum store like near my There's like where the one. neighborhood I used to live. Yeah, like it, yeah. it feels. There's one in Burbank. It yeah, feels yeah. too specific, but it, yeah, they're still out here. It's like those small mattress stores. I'm suspicious yeah. of them because you never see anyone right. in there. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I think sometimes we forget because you know, I, I well at least me and Jack live on the coast, and you know, it's a social media world and the. And the young folks push the the current, you know, envelope. Uh, but old people still exist, man. You know, yeah, it's still out here, man. And and like it's not that long ago when vacuums was everybody had one. I mean, we're talking 25, 30 years ago where every household had a vacuum. So like I and I'm saying that because I usually agree with you, like Mason, where I'm like, why does this still exist? And then it hits me. It was like, well, you know. It really wasn't I, I that was, long. It wasn't yeah. that. I mean, shit. I had a VCR twenty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, VCRs. What a time. Yeah. The, I mean, I still have multiple vacuums because they always break. But mm. the idea that you would have a store that specializes in it is, I like yeah. it. It just feels like it exists outside. Of, it's like a pre, not just pre, like Walmart, pre Kmart, like time. Yeah, like pre <laughs> yeah. Sears. You know. Whereas, like, yeah. I got a pitch. Perry, I got a pitch. <laughs> yeah. It's you got to go door to door store. with the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. But it, right. it's not even door to door. I guess maybe they, I don't, they're never actually open. So they do it yeah. by appointment only. And then I guess they do door to door and then like repairs. I got but a I, busy day. I got to go to the uh, knife store and then I got to yeah. go to the uh, spoon store uh, all the way across mm. town. It's like, come on, spoon. Each store. of these. Each of these places is always run by some guy who has mysteriously been 75 since the 80s. Right. right? Yeah. And it's yeah. the same guy. Yeah. Now, I could just imagine, like, at that Apple store, they've got the Genius Bar, and at Best Buy, they've got the, you know, the whole Geek Center or whatever. What would you call the bar of people that just specialize in vacuums? And I can think of lots of inappropriate names. Yeah. But suckers. suckers. Yeah. Suckers. There it is. Yeah. All right, Mason, how about you? What's something that you think is overrated? Uh, this is an easy one, hopefully. Brand name Pop-Tarts. I've just like, I've, I'm not a huge consumer of Pop-Tarts, mm. but my friend pointed this out to me and I tested it. Brand name Pop-Tarts have gone way downhill and store brand Pop-Tarts still absolutely rip. There's like way more filling, way more flavor. It's, it's, it's interesting. You should try it. Oh, so like the like Kmart brand, the Ralph's brand Pop-Tarts are better than the Kellogg's. Yeah, like the like the OG Kellogg's Pop-Tarts are really not good, and store brand is where it's at on those. Oh, man. I agree with this. I don't yeah. eat Pop-Tarts, but, like, that's the case for everything that, like, Kellogg's makes that, uh, or, like, anything that the companies will make that's better made by people who don't have to mass produce are always, mm. but, like, yeah. fucking Rice Krispie Treats, like, the packaged ones suck. <laughs> yeah. they suck compared to like a homemade rice krispie treat or one of those ones that's wrapped in like the the plastic wrapping yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, those are always better than like the actual like kellogg's pop, yeah. uh rice krispie treats this is troubling to me because kellogg's is a massive 
corporation. And I just I thought that was the best way to ensure quality. So I'm going to have to. I mean, they also sponsor this podcast. So I guess yeah, they are. Yeah. And <laughs> I, this is all getting edited out, but. Yeah, it's, fine. it's good. It's good. It allows me to get to know you better, Mason. Mason, what's something you think is underrated? Uh, elastic in waistbands and socks. <laughs> okay. Because like oh, yeah. it was, I, I found out recently it was invented in like the 30s and 40s. And I can't imagine waking up every day and having to tie my underwear on and clip on sock garters. And yeah. there's like nothing better than, I like tall socks. And like that feeling when you have a sock pulled all the way up is just mm. awesome. And I just feel like I haven't appreciated that enough. Yeah. It's just a, they invented a, thing that hugs you naturally. yeah and yeah. We, we take it for granted but like you know it wasn't that long ago in the 30s and 40s when underwear literally had button and tie buttons and ties on it yeah <laughs> that's amazing it seems unthinkable so, these are my yeah. regular suspenders and these are my underwear suspenders and yeah yeah everything is just held up by a series of clips yeah that's amazing the 30s and like before that yeah you see a lot of belts and strange undergarments that look like you are in traction like underneath right. your clothing yeah yeah it also makes probably a little uh, down the road for for you but makes getting your kids dressed much easier <laughs> like getting kids dressed must have been a nightmare <laughs> oh, like that's God. why they just all wore like a burlap sack back in the day what uh that's perry funny. what is something that you think is underrated i'm also going to go with a clothing item Okay. So, it, and I came to appreciate it recently because I just turned 50 a few months ago. And I remember back probably when I was Mason's age, somebody said, never skimp on anything that separates you from the earth. And mm -hmm. I've realized recently that shoes and good shoes are way underrated. I want a shoe that like when I take it off at the end of the day, I don't feel like my back and my feet, and my legs are going to, you know, killing me. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I've, I, would maybe generalize and just say anything that separates us from the ground. Whether Did an electrician shoes, whether tell that's you that? a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Grounded. Um, no, I, I think it was, uh, it was somebody that had way more money than me. And he was talking about like why he bought a really expensive car. So he was justifying that. He's like, anything that separates me from the earth, I'm going to spend a lot of money on so that it's, it's reliable. But I, I come to appreciate it with just like shoes. I just wanted shoes that don't hurt. I just lost a sneaker au auction this morning. So <sighs> I, oh, I agree with you. Just trying, to get those, those, uh, trying to get those Jordan threes. The threes. Today. The threes. Yeah. The white cement threes <laughs> that they dropped the on threes. my ass. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. And I was like, I ain't going to try this shit. Super producer Justin got him. Oh, Justin, Justin got him? Super producer Justin oh. gets, ev you, gets you, every... He's the only person hoe. I know who actually gets, <laughs> like, wins these sneaker. Oh, uh, Justin. I'm going... Justin, what's your address, man? I'm going to be over your crib. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to need to wear 14 pairs of socks because he, he wears, like, five sizes bigger than any of us. I love it. All right. Well, th those are great. I do feel like I know you guys better. Let's Let's get into some news. Fox, pissed about Lego toys that promote diversity. Lego go woke is the headline. And they're like, one will have a missing limb. Another down syndrome. These are really important issues, sarcasm. But this is, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know if this is like actual. I, it feels like faux outrage. And it's just like th this is something that is based on a very like a deep Lego study that they did into parents and children. 
And the results were like 97% of parents believe it is important to discuss unique individualities between us all, mental health, 91%, physical disabilities, 82%, like that they could use more diversity in the toys. Parents said that. Three in four children felt uh, that there were not enough toys with characters that represented them. And similarly, eight in 10 children would like there to be more toys with characters who look like them. So yeah. it's they're just a- asking children what they want, and the children are telling them, and then Fox is like, fuck, we're screwed. <laughs> like, also, I don't know what Fox down. talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. I, you know, my Legos didn't have limbs back in 86, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. I was taking off the legs and shit off my Legos and all my action figures and toys Yeah. for 36 years, man. I, so this ain't new. This ain't new. Also, yeah. I think, I think over, over the past couple years, maybe a year or so, I have come to realize what Fox News truly is. And, 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 this isn't any. I'm not about to say anything groundbreaking or anything that hasn't been said, but it because we've known it. But it was a realization. Outside of half the things that will make you enraged because they are promoting underlying racism, homophobic, you know, feelings, transphobic feelings, just hatred in general, and people buy into it and believe it and put it out in the world. It's fucking inter- it's entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> like it is it is pure entertainment and we've always known this but i think we have to start looking at this a little bit further like i'm an actor i'm i'm on tv shows i'm on shows with writers rooms like fox has a writers room i believe and mm. they and they literally and if anybody doesn't know how a writers room works like you literally break story for an episode a season characters i truly believe they have a writers room and they are literally pitching things like a television sitcom writers room and saying what can we put out there that is going to keep bringing in these ratings because our viewers are stupid uh, just like a television show says, what can we put out there, you know, because our television viewers want to see drama, high school drama, you know, like street drama, cop drama. And I think when I started looking at it like that, <laughs> I don't want to say I appreciate Fox News because that's the wrong word. But like I find Fox News more funny than than enraging yeah. because it is true. It, it is it's, it's a it's a television show. It's a television show from 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Like, that's all it is. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. The convergence with the onion, almost. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. straight up. I mean, they they make the argument when they're talking to advertisers, like, well, these types of shows that, have, like, have speak while they're red in the face about a Lego that makes a child with Down syndrome feel better about themselves. Like that they have said, like th- those are our entertainment shows. Like we, we, those aren't real news. The, the problem is just that like the people who watch it, think it's real news and it's breaking it's real news. Yeah. Breaking our civilization. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not to absolve them of any culpability though. They don't really do a good job separating right. that in any way. You no. know, that's the, that's no, the they whole don't, thing. They don't try at all. You know, I I think it's it's really really funny to see how much the media today just tries to capitalize on enraging people, getting really strong emotions, getting people glued because they just want to see what 
the person's going to say next. And you end up with these weird kind of, they're not made up stories, but the outrage has to be made up around something like this. It's, you, you have a data-driven story where it, with a company that's trying to figure out how to build products to an audience that's going to purchase them. And then you're saying that it's because of they've got some kind of long-term political ideology objective that would only pay off in 20 to 30 years. Lego doesn't care about your political ideology 20 to 30 years from now. They care about the money they're going to make in the next six months. I guess the irony is they're mad at capitalism. Right. They seem mad at capitalism a lot and seem to be like reinventing communism in their own like weird way where they're like, well, now we can only use mega mobile like, the, <laughs> you know, like some really broken ass version of regular mobile phones. It's like, like the only the, child's yeah. version of communism. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Also, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and jump on the bandwagon and say down with Legos. Let's bring back Connects. Anybody remember Connects? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anybody remember Connects? Connects Let's bring back shit. Connects. You know, and Fox was like, you know what? We don't like these woke-ass Legos. Let's bring back Connects. I might tune in for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring back all wooden toys, yeah. too. <laughs> I've just begun to grapple with the depth of the Lego domination that has happened in our culture. Like, but yeah. because... My kids just like start getting into Star Wars and they're at an age where like they can't watch all of the movies. And but there is an entire series of like Lego animated Star Wars movies that are just like comedic they're good. spoofs of like yeah. the Star Wars movies that are like good. They're they're those like, Lego really movies are good. They're good. <laughs> like they're and it's good. like, how did they get to do this? Like this is every filmmakers dream to just get to do like a beat by beat spoof of like the biggest movies of all time and it's it happens to be lego and now have, like my kids obsessions are star wars and lego of course have they you know? played the lego video games no we don't do Ooh. video games oh they're, okay yeah they're they're Those done just fun. like the movies they're so good yeah oh, that's cool can I ask you all a question? Because I, I, real quick on the Lego matter, not the Fox News Lego matter, but just Legos in general. And I want to know if it was just me. So I, like over the past like 15 years, I feel like Legos and kids that play with Legos are more building actual like Lego sets, mm -hmm. uh, like Star Wars or cities. And I want to know if it was just because we were broke and poor growing up or was it not? that big of a thing to build so you just had a bunch of fucking legos and you built whatever the fuck you wanted with them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we yeah. were kids and now they're like no build a city build the london bridge like yeah it, is that new or is that something that has always been the case i i, I feel like it's got to be i grew up i grew up kind of poor and I, I think i built a lego set once but yeah you just smash them together into whatever the hell you felt like yeah I remember right. we used to build cars that didn't have wheels, wrap them in printer paper, and then drive them around on the floor and smash them into each other. Like, that's what <laughs> Legos were for. Yeah. Well, it takes too much patience to build by the kid. But did, have you noticed, like, over the past 20 years, they've got, the, like, these Lego architecture kits now. They're really, really detailed, like, reproductions of yeah. real buildings and cityscapes. And they're they're not meant to be sold to kids really they're meant to be sold to 40 yeah. year olds with a lot of disposable income and too much time on their hands i think that's what's yeah. happened is they've they've introduced a new consumer market for legos which is like adults 
who used to be like, why would I play with Legos? I'm too busy, you know, reading the newspaper and smoking a pipe. And (laughs) now instead of that, like adults play with Lego. So like you, they built, they have these sets, but like my kids, you know, they'll get a set uh, like, or like a, you know, a lego thing that you're supposed to build by the directions they'll build it once and then it like you know over the course of two days disintegrates into a pile of legos that they're like turning into all sorts of you okay. know, monstrosities yeah. which you know which i feels I about think, right i think the exception is the kids that would get like the millennium falcon set you know, back in the day and would actually put it together. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it as the Millennium mm. Falcon. And yeah. and now you see people on social media like do it as stunts where they break those things apart. And I think if I spent the you know thousand hours or whatever that that took to put together, I'd need a lot I'm of help that. and and uh, comfort after that happened. Right. I I just remembered that when I was a kid, we never actually had Legos. We had Mega Blocks. You remember yeah. that? Like, I don't know how that was legal because that's an exact clone of Legos. But I remember that was that was the thing. Mega blocks. They're incompatible though, so they can't be an exact. Somebody's messed with the scaling. No, they definitely right. they fit into it. Not the big ones, but they they were oh, like little. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I only knew Mega Bloks as like the big the big guys, the the big maybe, bubbly ones. But maybe it was called something else. I, I had like some bootleg not, Legos, yeah. Hydrox Legos, or not Hydrox because Oreo was actually a bootleg of Hydrox, but. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll try and rip through some news stories. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. And... Pete Buttigieg finally visited East Palestine, Ohio, but somehow allowed Trump to beat him and Biden there and like score some political points in the process just by showing up. Buttigieg had previously said he would visit when the time was right. And then he just like never went until now, only moved up his visit to Thursday after Trump announced he was heading there. And obviously, like Trump doesn't give a shit about these people. And we'll get to the detail in a moment that that really locks that in. But it is kind of a frustrating fuck up by the Democrats when when we're facing down, you know, the possibility of another Trump administration, which seems just like unthinkable at this point. And I think a lot of people have tricked themselves into thinking that it's unthinkable and would never happen. And DeSantis would at least be the option. But I think they are fooling themselves a little bit and that we need to be a little bit warier here. As though DeSantis has an option is at all comforting. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But yeah. So Trump used the horrific situation to promote his bottled water brand, handing out, he was handing out a lot of MAGA hats and held a press conference where he bragged about how he was donating Trump brand bottled water along with some other bottles of water, which he stressed were inferior. <laughs> You want to get those Trump bottles, I think, <laughs> is a direct quote. <laughs> so it's just. I swear he's the fake. Uh, it's, he's it's, so fucking funny. He's, he's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> like, it's so upsetting. It, I just, it's so upsetting because the shit he does is straight SNL yeah. sketches. Yeah, it is gonna, so funny. It's you're pure get comedy. Those Trump bottles, though, I think. Oh, uh, it makes me so mad. Yeah. Yeah, of course, he sidestepped questions about the fact that he had rolled back right. Obama's rules requiring advanced braking technology on trains transporting particularly hazardous materials. Mm-hmm. So, like, just colossal fuck up that is, like, going to lead to many people dying. And then he's up there just being, like, a Michael Scott-esque buffoon <laughs> and being just so cheered funny. on by, by his <laughs> people. So, yeah, that... That happened. Jeez. You're gonna want those Trump bottles, I think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> y'all gonna want the Trump bottles. The Trump <laughs> bottles. Are, they're the greatest things that have ever been made. Ever made. I, <laughs> also, it's just it's pure genius that like he is also selling Trump waters or giving out Trump waters, which is just a kickback to him. that that his supporters don't understand it's just putting more money into it like brother you can get him some some aquafina you know like you can get him some nestle it's it's good man you know (laughs) or or if you really want to treat him get him some smart water man you know get him that core and i I think you know it is just some third party water that has probably everybody else's different labels smashed on it that that, that does it at hotel chains and everything else. So there's nothing that differentiates it. That's what you would think, actually. You would think that he was taking bottled water quality bottles of water and putting his name and likeness on it. 
but it's actually compared to other bottled water, it's worse. <laughs> it has of course, quote, of course. very low mineral content. He, even though he's like, it's the best. It's the best. It's in terms of mineral content, some of the best spring water in the world. And somebody who works for what is the outlet? He is a writer for Fine Waters and author of A Connoisseur's Guide to the World's Most Distinctive Bottled Waters. That shouldn't exist. Yeah. His name is Michael Mascha and Mascha. And he's like, yeah, it's really shitty. Like we did the mineral analysis and it's it's just worse than other bottled, like <laughs> other bottled water that is low quality. Comes from the finest ponds right here in America. Right here, the bottle was made in America. It's Trump ice. You can only find it in at the Mar-a-Lago. That's the only puddles outside (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. Oh, it's so predictable. But like at the same time, like it shouldn't be shocking. It's so predictable. What what isn't predictable to me is that there's a thing called a connoisseur's guide to the world's most distinctive bottled waters. That is some real post-capitalist hellscape shit. But yeah. (laughs) Well, I, uh, I love this line in that review, too, though. It says, the fact that it comes in a plastic bottle as opposed to glass indicates it's definitely not a luxury item. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you, Michael uh, Mascha, because I I love a bottled water that comes in plastic, okay? So love it. get off my back, Non-BPA. Man. Yeah. Also, the, 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 you know, the real story here is, like you said, Jack, the fact that you know, these things shouldn't matter that, you know, first of all, Trump is a civilian. So who's fabulously wealthy. So if anybody can make it to Ohio before the president of the United States right. uh, should be a civilian who's fabulously wealthy. Maybe not so much Pete Buttigieg, but, you know, again, kind this man job. has a job. Yeah. He's a, it is his job. But he also yeah. has a job and he his thing was just uh, he didn't make it a priority. But yeah. like but we live in a world of perception, you know, and mm-hmm. the perception is going to be that Trump got there first because he cares about, you know, blah, blah, blah. At least that's what he knows. You know, that's what his team yeah. is telling him, because like you say, he doesn't give a shit. So it is frustrating. It is frustrating because there are people stupid enough to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's the frustrating yeah. part. I mean, there's there's something about these situations, though, that when you're in the middle, you're the person that's responding to this emergency. Trump yeah. coming down or Buttigieg or, or Biden or anybody else is a distraction. And so yeah. the uh, the main thing that this creates is these big PR opportunities for people that if you're not there, you're losing out. But when you are there, you're actually causing sometimes more harm than good. Right. Quietly donate your garbage water from far away. (laughs) There you go. All right. Moving on to. So there was that New York Times op-ed that was like in defense of J.K. Rowling. It turned out, as we talked about, it was a it was all promotion for a new podcast. Mm. We don't do a lot of podcast coverage on this show. We don't like to acknowledge that other podcasts exist. Uh, mm-hmm. We like to pretend that we're the only podcast. But we're going to break the fourth wall here and acknowledge that there are podcasts but besides the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties, and Digital Folklore that exist. There, there's a new one out. It's called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. 
and it is apparently a real piece of shit. You're going to be surprised to learn. It's hosted by Megan Phelps Roper, who I didn't like the, the last time that I came across her was when she was literally one of the people outside of like military funerals with like like protesting gay marriage the westboro baptist people yeah she's a westboro baptist which the westboro baptist people are like a family and she she is they they were just like really good at always being in front of media like events and they just really spread themselves out and that spread the hate nice and wide mm. but so she was part of that family i remember the new yorker profile of her where they were like she's starting to think that maybe this whole thing isn't as like on the up and up as she thought growing up and so there was like a heroic bent to it but she's She's just a fucked up person and uh, has decided to make this show. So Phelps Roper opens the show by comparing rallying to the victims of literal executions, complains about how she's now being shit on by Harry Potter actors, people who she'd known since they were children. So, like, she's a victim because the people who she employed as children don't like her anymore, apparently tragic i know you gotta feel for her that yeah it's, it's very sad uh you may be wondering who put this show out besides the Web westboro baptist girl and jk rowling it's barry weiss barry weiss has a new media outlet called the free press and it includes articles questioning the safety of covid vaccines for children podcast calling the discovery of indigenous mass graves in canada a hoax cool great great and cool yes. awesome yeah nailing that's it. what you want in your portfolio yes the second episode of this uh the witch trial of jk rowling is all about the 90s and specifically the christian backlash to harry potter which is like they i they're trying to make the argument that people criticizing jk rowling for being like trans exclusionary, just a just a monster to trans people as they are like fighting for their right to exist. The people criticizing her for that is the same as people saying the Harry Potter books are witchcraft and need to be like banned from bookstores. Just a cl a clear one to one. Yeah, it's funny because you know growing up in a church household with a very religious grandmother who wouldn't let me watch Power Rangers because it had elements of demonic uh, demonic natures. And same thing with Harry Potter. I remember clearly going to church and hearing them say, don't let your kids read or watch those Harry, Bot Harry Potter movies and books, right? Right. And which is ridiculous. You know, like, I don't think we have to say more about that than that. But it's funny because now J.K. Rowling does sound at, like those people. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is in the same. Those people also probably feel exactly the same way she does 
about the trans community and are transphobic and things like that. And it's just very funny that I don't know if JK, I, I for one, have never seen a Harry Potter book or movie, not because of their religion, just because I find fantasy boring. But I, I, I wonder, did JK Rowling ever respond to those things uh, that were said? And if she did, I wonder what her hypocritical response was to that compared to what her response is now. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Well, if you really want to know, I've got a podcast for you, Jaquise. I will not be listening. (laughs) But just that argument that because her books were being unfairly criticized as witchcraft, that, like, she can't be wrong now is, like, so... I don't know. It's like if someone made a podcast about Bill Cosby and compared his accusers to film critics who didn't like Ghost Dad. It's like, let's, yeah. Oh, that, hold thing. on now, Jack. Hold on now, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's telling that the person that's, you know, wrapping her perspective in this is somebody who was a PR person and an apologist for people with really bad and dangerous views. And her job essentially was to turn them into the victims in this. Yeah. And that, that they are the, the heroic people that are trying to fight for what's right in this. And they are just misunderstood, regardless of the fact that they are saying and doing horrific things and just causing pain and wreckage everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. New York Times put a fucking op-ed up with this perspective on it. And they're like, but don't worry, we also like do op-eds that are critical of the police state and capitalism. So we have both sides. It's like, that's, uh, that's not, it's one of them should be in your regular, the regular part of your paper. And the other right. of them shouldn't be any fucking where. Yeah. Anywhere. Not even near your paper. Yeah. Also, I read something about a week ago that the boom in podcasting is starting to fade and die. Like, you know, yeah, those past the past three, four years and maybe even a little bit before when the podcasting game was just really exploding. So many new podcasts, so many networks pouring money into the to the form. And that's starting to subside a little bit. And when I think of a podcast like this, I was like, it's not subsiding quick. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not nip that it, a little it, bit further. It, we can we yeah. can nip this shit in the bud, you know, like, look. I, as somebody who was in the podcast game for a very long time, had a podcast that a lot of people listen to and have a couple of them and have taken a break. I have not had a podcast of my own since 2021. That's about to change. The breaking news. That's about to change this year. Uh, I can't talk about it yet. But, like, you know, we, you know, like... We don't need to hear every fucking opinion or every thought or every <laughs> like every idea or every everything that comes to our mind does not need to have an expose or anything like this. It's just like, hey, man, networks, just like let it just stop. Yeah. Just stop. You can, just pay, you, pay yeah. the people who have podcasts more money instead of putting more money into these new podcasts right, that right. like nobody fucking wants to listen to. That's right. Anyway, your your podcast will be comparing the... My podcast is about why Ghost Dad is one of the greatest Thank movies you. of all okay, time. I just and... wanted to make sure that you <laughs> yeah, clarified yeah, yeah. that. Too. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Well, Perry, Mason, wonderful having both of you guys on 
the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Anywhere good podcasts are found. So probably the same place you're listening to this right now. And you can check us out on the web at digitalfolklore.fm. There you go. Probably the easiest route. Right. And is there a tweet or work of media that you guys have been enjoying? I mean, mine's not particularly insightful or anything. It was just, I scrolled by it earlier today and it's lodged itself in my brain from a friend of mine who does voice work. He tweeted, you're in her DMs. I'm in my booth auditioning to play a gay cat boy in her indie visual novel. We are not the same. (laughs) There you go. Um, for me, so it's not a tweet, but it is a TikTok uh, creator that I found called There I Ruined It. And they do really interesting and sometimes obnoxious mashups of uh, different bands and in ways that are surprising. There you go. Uh, Jaquis, where can people find yes, you? And is there any media that you've been enjoying? Ah, well, listen, you can always find me in these streets as per usual at Jaquis Neal on the IG in the meta universe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, let me get a little plugs in, little plugs in. Uh, Watch How I Met Your Father is airing on Hulu right now. Yeah. Grand Crew on NBC, debuting March 3rd. Uh, I know y'all better, I know that's after Black History Month, but you better be there. You better watch the show. Get our ratings up. So, you know, so that good. show can get a third season. It's a fun show. Um, a lot of Carl Tart on that show, a, a favorite uh, in the podcast world. A lot of dope. Nicole Byer, a lot of dope people. So definitely watch that. Yeah, you know, listen, I, uh, I, got, I, got, some, I got some uh I got some tweets or some, some things that I've seen. Uh, but one of my things is, this isn't a video. This isn't something I can share, but, like, it's a video of black people cooking poorly. They uh, they crack me up because if you think black people roast white folks when they be making like their dumb shit on on the internet. <laughs> uh wait till you see black folks roast they own when they make bad food on the internet. Uh it is truly just some of the funniest goddamn things that I've ever seen and I love it. Also, there is a Wheel of Fortune clip going around. Poor young. I think she looked like she was a college girl or something like that. And uh, she had one letter to go. The word was obviously fresh. F-R-E-S-H. The only letter missing was the S. And it was like fresh fruit or some shit like that. And the girl spinned didn't, and said G. And of course it was wrong. And then the last girl was like, I'd like to solve the puzzle. Fresh. And, you know, Pat Sajak, he was like, in the nicest way possible was like you know sometimes you just can't see a word and then you hear it and you're like ah that's it and i was like what what a nice way to say she's a moron (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just so well we've all been there you know we've We've all all been been there. there listen i i absolutely love watching game show fails on youtube it's one of my favorite things to do so check that out speaking of game shows comedian feud this Sunday, if you're in L.A. or you're going to be here, and every last Sunday of the month at Elysian Theater, I host it. We play a live version of Family Feud on stage. Reggie Watts, Dan Black this month. Next month, Scott Ackerman, Jason Manzoukas. We got a lot of dope people Amazing. coming through, so come on out. It's a blast. All Jack right. has done it. Jack has I've done, done it. it. I, for, I forgot. I was, on the, I was on the Daily Zeitgeist, I think, a week before you were about to be on there. 
but you were missing. You weren't on there. And I completely forgot to tell, you know, the Zeit world, the Zeit gang to come out yeah. to see you. On they Canadian missed out because I dominant. I was dominant. Uh, dominant. No, I, I fucked. You it helped up. your team lose. I still. There's one. <laughs> yeah. There's one answer that still haunts me to this day. It's like what something you bring on a first date, and I said a oh, friend. Yeah, what did you say? <laughs> a friend. <laughs> a friend. <laughs> I'm never gonna forgive myself it. for that. I was like thinking safety. It. You know, yeah, it's a first I was just date. Saying. It's a blind mm. date. You don't know. You have a friend backing you up, <laughs> but it was just like a, li- a little. Well, I wasn't thinking on the family feud level when I. When no, I you're that. you're being Very responsible. Fun. Yeah, you're on that dad level. I was on that G F R E G H tip. Frag. <laughs> Frag. Uh, I'd like to guess you would bring a Freg. <laughs> yeah. That's what I bring. That's what I'm going to name my future kid. There you go. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying. There's a historic vids. Just has a video of Flat Earther accidentally proves the Earth is round in his nice. own experiment. And it's just worth watching because he's Finally. like, ah, see, that's that's interesting. <laughs> that's huh. And then he just like stops talking. <laughs> I've seen that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's just a, a, a beam of light pointing through two holes that are separated by 17 feet. And he's like, huh. <laughs> I'm sure he found a way to justify it to not being true, but... You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes! Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Super producer Justin, what song do we think people might enjoy? Well, I chose this song and um, oh, I joined the Discord, by the way, hey. everybody. Uh, so I've been seeing your comments. And so this song is inspired by the people who think I sound like a stone middle schooler. Um, this is... <laughs> oh no, Justin. <laughs> no, I, I feel, like, read I the feel like it was comments. I feel like it was a compliment. I, I truly do, I think. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, this is a song by a Trinidadian artist named Marlon Asher. It's called Ganja Farmer. This song actually came out maybe like my freshman year of high school. I really love this track. It's been a long time since I've heard it and that conversation truly did remind me of this. Uh, uh, so, you know, positive thing came out of it. So, uh, yeah, listen to the song Ganja Farmer by Marlon Asher, and you can find that song in the footnotes. Footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning, back this afternoon, to tell you what's trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Zeitgang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. 
But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.